Good evening, hockey fans, and happy new year. Can we still say that? Yeah, it's been a while since we last recorded, so we're hopping back in the mics after the massive Challenge Cup semi that was last night at home, Clan versus Guildford. Guildford. And yeah, so it's been a long time since we've caught up. I think the last time we'd spoke, we'd got a kitten who... um, it's like having a small child. Yeah, it's oh. quite chaotic, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, f- I kind of feel like though in work there's loads of people that have got like kids and they're talking about not getting enough sleep and all that and I'm jumping in as if I've got a kid. <laughs> um, don't know if it's quite the equivalent to be fair, but it feels very close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can tell we've been broken today. <laughs> we've been absolutely broken. Um, so today, yeah, we thought we'd do a catch-up. We're just going to do some general chats. We've obviously got a lot of things to talk about. We've got the semi-final first leg, got the league. We've got the infamous ticket gate that happened, signings, injuries. Mm-hmm. Clan clan socials, clan ticky-talkies. Yep, we've got a whole lot of things to talk about. I think before we go into that, today, um, I know a lot of people that listen and that are into hockey tend to be into, kind of, I guess, a wee bit of American culture with the NHL and that kind of stuff. We decided to go to a shop in Johnston <laughs> that you might have seen with viral sensation that sells quite a lot of like American st- stuff like Mountain Dew, pickles, Pic- pickles, <laughs> pickle drink sashes, wrap snacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a bit of everything, and it's like cheaper than the rip off American um, sweetie shops. Cough money laundering uh, <laughs> that you see kind of everywhere in the town. Yeah, we're so, going to sound like the traitors there, but if you if you don't hear from us again, it's because the the, the <laughs> fake amount, we've been taken out by the money laundering sweetie shops. But to be fair to this one in Johnston, it's called like Pound Basket, and it's literally one door down from Poundland in Johnston, and it has like it's still expensive, but like a can of Mountain Dew is like one pound thirty or forty, which. Bear in mind you've got to board that's actually probably not that bad and just as cheap as you could get if you really looked hard on the internet whereas if you go to these other shops it's like three quid a can and stuff like uh-huh. that so we're not trying to make it as cheap it's still a bit of a rip off but I think it's as cheap as you're going to get and way cheaper than American candy shops yeah is it but- worth travelling to Johnston for? <laughs> if you're really into that stuff it has a lot of like really obscure things that I didn't think they would stock so it is quite well stocked in that regard so don't you think when we were, when we were in there it was like Philomene's who'd obviously been in TikTok, and I'm like, do we have a child's algorithm on TikTok? Is that why <laughs> yeah. we are also here? Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go out my way, but if you're wanting to cheat yourself or something. Aye, but, that stuff. Yeah, we were we were saying though when we were in there, we are like, do you think there's like a shop somewhere in Louisiana where it's gone viral and they're all buying iron brew bars and tablet and fudgy wudgies? Like... <laughs> Doubtful. It's hard to get a fudgy wudgy here, let alone in Louisiana. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, but if you're into that stuff, go and check it out. It was quite good. There was also a wee quick one. There's a place called Banging Pizza, and it lived up to the hype. It was amazing. Would highly recommend. But anyway, getting on to the, the hockey. We'll first off start with the semi final that happened last night. So, just judging from our chats, we've both got differing viewpoints of the match. I thought Clan did alright. I mean, I'm setting the bar quite low. Realistically, because we've suffered quite a lot of these like three 0 losses in the first five minutes, so we did well. We held on. We got a zero zero. We're still at it. That's all we can hope for. Because Guildford obviously last season finished what second, just pipped to the post, mm. in winning it. Mm. Uh, then 
this season got off to a bit of a slow start, but I think when you look at the league table, which we'll talk on too, you can see they're starting to maybe start pulling away from everybody again. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a tough match. They've obviously improved over the, the past wee while. So we did well to hold on. I would say there was definitely, for me, a couple of like positives. Ante in goals. Yeah, held his own. Yeah, played really well. You could argue the same for their goalkeeper as well. Mm-hmm. He was really good. I thought we played quite disciplined. You know, didn't get into too many altercations. Mm-hmm. We had one penalty, so for a cup match, you know, we've seen clan, you know, we've seen the same guys taking two or three penalties a go, so it was good to kind of keep it to minimum. But where it did start falling away for me is, you know, we had a few golden opportunities in a semi final. We had four power plays, roughly I think it was, and a five on three for a good minute. And we didn't and we didn't capitalise on any of them. Um, you know, we hit the pipes a few times, I think. You know, we did all right, but we just don't have that clinical power play that, you know, the stats seem to suggest we have that everyone goes on about for the past while from Clan Towers. But it just didn't really work for us, and I thought we missed a golden opportunity to go into the second leg of the semi-final um, defending a lead, whereas at the moment we're going in, well, it's a draw, anything can happen, but I kind of thought we missed an opportunity there. What do you think? Yes. Also on that note, I really hope that... Uh, Big Daddy Mickey Moneybags was watching that game because I mean was Guilford's keeper like hitting the hitting the uh, pipes off the pegs maybe but like that that was like a couple of chances that they could have had that were squandered because uh, because of that and I just think that's embarrassing that needs to get sorted it's so frustrating I think unfortunately from what I gather from seeing online and different things is that it's to be the ice pad set up, so to fix it is like a whole big deal of I know, money. But get it sorted, Mickey. Get it sorted, Mickey. Put your money Put where your mouth is, please. Get your hands in your pockets and get it sorted in the off season, please. It's, it's not too bad when the game's even, but see, there was during the Malcolm Cameron era, we were getting pumped, and yeah. then the goal pegs were still coming off. You're like, can we just get the game finished and here? It, like, I'm going to go home. This it, is just, done. It totally kills the momentum after. It's you know when you feel like they're kind of uh, got a good scoring chance, it just kills the momentum. So anyway, yeah, I actually think it. I would say the goal pegs are an issue. I also think the goal tender played up to it because it only seemed to be him that ever had an issue with them on that side. And Caroline didn't seem to have any issues. Guess he practiced on them every day, but. It was very convenient that when we were getting quite ahead, the, go- the goals came mm-hmm. off the pegs. But um, yeah, the other thing that we noticed that was interesting was we were doing post-period like interviews with, what was it? Um, Morgan and Combs. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting wee bit. And they played it over the, the tannoy so that you could hear it in the stand as well, which yeah. was quite cool. I, I, I do think, that, I mean, that's going to be interesting when Clan have one of their inevitable concede three goals in the first period sort of games. I don't know if I was the coach, if I would particularly be keen on speaking to the full arena after that, but um, no, I quite liked it. I quite liked it as well, but other teams do it. I think Dundee done it. I think when Clan played when we watched the stream, it was um, quite obvious the, the Dundee manager wasn't happy, albeit they went on to beat us. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? He was basically saying, this is rubbish, worst I've seen the team perform, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Morgay, to be fair, has started to be like that. Um, recently, he started to say, I he's used a few expletives to say uh-huh. you know, the performance was. Yes. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see if they're going to still continue to do them and maybe the results aren't quite good our way. I'd actually quite like to hear the opposition coach as well, to be fair in these things. Nah. Just... <laughs> Boo! <laughs> um, so, yeah, the other thing that was quite interesting at the match, kind of related to Ticketgate, was despite booking our season tickets, we ironically didn't end up getting <laughs> our season tickets. 
can't really be bothered to get into that saga, but it, it, it didn't. It, it, it was just filled with irony that someone sat in our seats. But yeah, it, it also did impact the dance crew, which to me is actually part of the enjoyment of going to the clan games, and that you could see that there was a the section M dance crew. We don't know if it was pals that they had with them, but it was like two folks sandwiched in the middle of them who just looked absolutely bemused by all of the dance moves, uh, which we really enjoyed. Um, watching the full game. So yeah, the dance crew looked like they were a wee bit hindered by the the seating ticket gate, which we'll come on to, don't you worry. We'll have a wee bit of drama. So yeah, overall, same final, all to play for. Fingers crossed can do it in the road leg down in Guildford. I don't want to hear any of this road legs patter. The new one, fully energised. Mickey's probably getting them up playing down there, so let's. I don't want to hear any of this road legs rubbish. Uh-huh. I 100%. Yeah, so the other thing that we noticed was the sound coming through the speakers. So they were like piping through the crowd sound in the arena through the speakers, which I picked up on because I'm just a bit weird at picking up on things like that. Yeah. One, just a just a throwback. When I was in primary school, I used to cry because the dinner hall was too loud. So I'm just a bit strange of noises. Anyway, so I was saying that to you and I was like, I, I can definitely, something's coming through those speakers because it sounded just dead. I don't know, distorted? It was weird. But then I was like watching the drums and they were drumming like drumming in time, but it sounded like really far away. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I think I think we've seen people on Twitter saying no, they did have a microphone up there, which to be fair, like it did I think help people joining in with uh, the chants and stuff, particularly in that like third period. I don't know if it was just because the clan had a bit more momentum and the crowd was getting kind of a bit louder, I guess just naturally. I don't know. Yeah, so for me, I'm a, I'm a drummer. <laughs> I said that as if that's my career. That was a check, check my LinkedIn profile for that. Um, but so what was kind of... A, I think it did improve the atmosphere, but for me there was definitely points where the drums that were getting picked through were out of sync with what was actually going on in the arena. So it kind of created a wee bit of a disconnect. So it was like when you were clapping, you'd got that, but then in the background there'd be a like, secondary clap. Yeah. Or like drum. So... I think it's one of the things, if we can just tweak that a wee bit, it'd probably work out really well. I only noticed it in the third period, so I don't know if that was actually going through the whole game. Mm-hmm. But um, it seemed to make a difference, because, yeah, it probably creates a bit of a false ambience, but I think it definitely got a lot more people kind of joining in the claps and chanting and stuff like that. So, for me, no real issues. If we could just get that kind of, I don't know if it was a delay, latency, whatever these, whatever audio files might call it, and if we could get that sorted, I'm not <laughs> against it. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, um, overall, set leg, here we go. So I think, look, we've not recorded in a while, so we're not going to go down all the match results, but I think just discussing the league, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. I kind of felt when we last recorded, which I think was about November time, we were off the back of a kind of reasonable run of performances. I thought, I think Pellich and Sanch uh, were still kind of playing at that point in time before their injuries, and it kind of seemed like they were playing quite positive hockey, maybe not getting the results, but it was exciting to watch. Then it seems to be since they've got injured, it seems to have kind of fallen away. There's been, you know, flu bugs, injuries, you name it, the clan's had it. But the, the results haven't been great, but, you know, the league is getting close. You know, I think there was a period where you could, based on one even's results, you could go from third to, you know, what was it, ninth or something like that. But well, were, were Belfast at one point, not like seventh? Yeah. And they're now back up to second? Yeah, so there's things like that. Belfast were having a wobbler, you know, all these kind of things. We've not had the best historic results of going away to Belfast and getting a win. I think we had that 1-0 joyous victory with Big Solar, Cody Sol scoring a goal. But 
we've probably not had the best results away from so that was a great result so we are one of these teams that seems to produce some great results but also some absolute howlers because when you look at it we've definitely not got the results we'd have liked against teams like Dundee and Fife which are probably the teams that we're looking to compete against mm-hmm. to, or to clear points off you know we went and there was two matches I remember there was the one home match to Dundee where it was we won 4-1 but it was so flat the atmosphere was dead it was a boring match despite winning 4-1 and I think was it Dundee got slaughtered 10-0 the night before or was it 5 I can't remember who but we just didn't it was just it wasn't a great win mm-hmm. but I think that was also when we had an illness then we went to the away match at 5 so maybe that was 5 sorry I was talking about and yeah it was 5 then we went to the wee match it was we started off strong we got like the first opening goal or two then before you know it we lost the game 7-4 mm-hmm. like it, it, we just kind of collapsed a wee bit and I think that was again during the illness period and I, to be fair I think do you, do you ever get one of these things where I caught a player coming off the ice and jumping over the barrier and I can't remember who it was but they just looked absolute burst so I might let them off with that but uh, there's only so long those kind of like excuses can run because we can't be the only team that's got a flu bug we can't be the only team that's got injuries and things like that so my concern at the moment with all these injuries is that we're relying too heavily on certain players rather than a team mm-hmm. um, you know everyone keeps going right well what if, when Pellich comes back will be great but surely if you're an opposition team the first guy you're going to target is Pellich if that's how this team's yeah. rallying around so, f- so for me I kind of feel like we've had a mixed bag of performances some have been pretty disastrous then other ones have been great you know uh, but the, the things that have been really annoying me is like in the space of five minutes losing three goals things like that things that make it a mount, you've got to climb a mountain team and get back into it mm-hmm. and the result I think you know how many like how many wins have we actually got <laughs> it's six regulation wins uh, four overtime wins is that right yeah, yeah. that's right you know we're, we're not exactly racing out the traps with wins there and it's a bit disappointing I think speaking of that we do need to kind of look at the fixtures coming up in the table so the table we've got Sheffield Steelers running away with it to be fair to the clan I thought we gave them quite a good run for their money in some of the matches but they've just got absolute quality they're, they're, they're a well slick team you've got Belfast Giants they obviously are now second they were having a bit of a horrendous one I think there was a lot of pressure on was it Keith? Mm-hmm. well Keith, he was having some interesting interviews after matches absolutely kind of slagging off the players and you know, it was good for us to get that win so we could kind of slag off Whistle because he was in goals at the time um, then you've got Guildford Flames again I think the last time we recorded Guildford Flames were probably sitting near enough the bottom but they've made some signings and seem to be moving on that upwards trajectory you know they're sitting in third albeit played a couple more games in hand than Cardiff and then you've got Cardiff sitting there um, in commentary and then that's where I feel like the top two are start, top two or three four starting to run away I can Definitely feel over the next couple of um, the next couple of weeks you're going to start seeing where the table really does get split in half. Mm-hmm. I think obviously Sheffield are running away with it. Belfast look they've now found a bit of a streak. Guildford Cardiff, you know, maybe getting there. But I kinda of feel like when you look at our fixtures upcoming, you've got Manchester who are sitting third bottom, and then you've got Nottingham Panthers sitting at bottom. Albeit some of them have got some games in hand, but realistically, the way those teams are performing, we really need to be trying to capitalise on these points. I think if you come out with anything less than three or four, you know, we are putting ourselves in a bit of a danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got five. Look, I'm not going to lie, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that Tom Cullen guy. I don't know about you. Yeah, 
I quite like him. He's good. To, um, he's very passionate in his interviews, isn't he? And he's passionate when you see him in the bench. I can't remember what game it was we saw. But there was one game, like I think he'd like called a timeout, and it would like really like rallied the troops. And then Fife scored like straight away after. Yeah, that was it. It was like that was during. If you remember earlier on in the season, there was a big Morgie's not calling timeouts fiasco that was going on, <laughs> and uh, Tom Cullen done one, and he just regalvanised the team. I can't even remember if they went on to win it or something like that. Mm. But they really rallied round, and that was a team that they've been pretty struggling most of the uh, season. If they're not with like. Goalkeepers, D-men, players just dropping and going and stuff yeah. like that. But we did get to witness at Brayhead Arena the famous uh, flip chart or what do you call it, clipboard toss. <laughs> so that was a, that's always a highlight. That's one of the bingo card items checked off. <laughs> but you know they've pulled out. Well, as we record, was it they, they beat Sheffield last night. You yeah. know, a, a team that I think uh-huh. could be on what roughly a, what was it? I think Some, that beat they, that was ended their lo- losing streak, winning streak. Yeah, so I think they were on something like 16 to was it 16 or 24 games or something, something mental where mm-hmm. they were were winning. Um, so, you know, Fife, you know, they're still lingering down the bottom, but they're still posing a threat. I think, um, anyway, on the league, basically, I think hopefully now that we've got Sanch back and I think Pelic is looking to be coming back soon, we need to start picking up points or we're going to find ourselves sitting, you know, just scraping by in the playoff spots. But we've shown up, we've seen matches where we looked like we played well, so fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like people re-signing, obviously, or injuries maybe even is the best way to start. We've got Saunch back last night in the, the Challenge Cup semi. I thought it was alright. You can tell the guy, that's his first match back, so he's not had much match practice. But good to have the little guy back. Yeah, I think he was in like the third line, so um, I feel like he was getting a bit bullied. Targeted maybe by some of the Guildford players. I don't know, I feel like there was a few times there was a bit of a uh, fisty cuffs. Or I, I think that's just... He was at the centre of it, oh, but um, yeah, he yeah, wasn't really a, a difference maker last night, but hopefully once he gets settled in a few more kind of games under his belt, that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's came back off injury. To be fair, to break your ankle and come back in what the space of what a couple of months, that's pretty, pretty rapid, to be fair. Um, obviously, we've got Pellich, who looks like hopefully he'll be back for the next leg at least, but apparently he's week to week. We're missing him big time, whether it's mm-hmm. face-offs in the dot uh, or all these different things. We are missing this guy big time. We need him back. But the, the cynic in me as a clan fan says that even if we get Pellich back, all that means is someone else is going to go off injured. Like, when is the last time we played... has gone off injured. Yeah, yeah. But when was the last time we played four-line hockey? Uh-huh. Um, so, obviously, Pellich is coming back soon hopefully but then Dyson's now out with uh, a lower body injury something we've learned um, is that in hockey they don't often actually announce what the injury is for the players privacy coming from kind of more of a football background you're used to getting told it's exactly what's injured the injury is but with Dyson I think they've kept it pretty quiet if memory serves me yeah I think that's just normal though right league yeah no that's what I'm saying it's kind of new to us <laughs> um, so yeah I think then off the back of that, we're talking, looking forward into the next season. We've got re-signings. Mm-hmm. So the clan, you know, let's, before we get to Ticketgate, well, this was a bit to brush over some of Ticketgate, they announced some re-signings of Pellich and Combs. Arguably for me, 
great wee sings. Yeah, good start. Good start. Looking forward to that. That's, that's the two guys in the forward lines. I'd go. Here we go. That's who I'd want back. And for me, it left me wondering who else would you want back. I would see some of our Brits. Yep. So, Kelly definitely. Wackowitz. Yourself. I'd say for me. <laughs> 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 Pray tell. I think he looked only two or four there. Um, Forbes. One. <laughs> and Clowney. Wait. Um, so, yeah, for me, probably Brit Pack would be the next kind of essential piece. I think my context that would be I don't know how often you're going to be able to improve in that because these people often, I don't think, will come up cheaply, like all the ones that are playing at other teams. Mm-hmm. So you'd really have to spend some money in order to improve that. And I think what we've got, to be fair, when you look at all the troubles we've had, I don't think many of them would be in the firing line for critique. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Kelly, lack of which, if anything, lack of which stepped up a lot over the past while, because he was playing, what, second, first line at mm-hmm. times. And to be fair, I thought he, he's been playing really well, and I think last night he, sent, he, what was he celebrated his 900th league appearance. Mm-hmm. Forbes, you know, jumped in at D at one point. County. To be fair, I like Cowney, but I feel like I, I'm not sure whether Morgie likes Cowney or not. He seems to be kind of fourth line a lot of the time. He does come on like, the other night in the semi-final. He came on and was Speedy Gonzalez out there. But he also did play one of the one of these cross-dice passes that get intercepted in our own D zone. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's been as good as last year. But I don't know if we just had a worse team, team last yeah. year, and he's kind of shown a little bit in that. I don't know. So yeah, that's. Uh, out of the imports, is there anyone you'd re-sign? Um, I would probably sign, if the money allowed, anti-Caroline and again, but not as 1A, mm-hmm. maybe as a backup. But I don't know how much of the budget would be. I, I quite like the guy, I think he's playing pretty well. Probably going to have to be a 1B. Um, so I quite like him. Uh, outside in the D, look, I love my man Bolton, but I'm not sure. He's obviously playing up a line, so it's, it's, it's quite difficult to judge. Um, but in the forwards, Hayden maybe. But even then, I think he has produced in the points. But maybe back checking. PA's made a, making a lot of I think uh, errors as well at the same time. His, his like plus minus, not minus. I don't know. I thought his was positive, but um, oh no, I thought it was like twelve or something. If I made this up, maybe not as bad. I'll look it up. Okay, we just did a quick search for Gary Hayden's plus minus. He's Currently minus nine. <laughs> I mean, that could mean anything to me at this point. Which, on the rest of the team, Jordan County's minus 14. <sighs> Stinking. Uh, Nate Callan's minus 12. Bryce Reddick, minus 10. So what's the highest we've got? Minus 14. Oh, what's the lowest, sorry? Oh. Reese Kelly, four. Hmm? Cody Saul, three. Jordan Moesa too. Hmm. <laughs> wow, Forgot bring it. Jordan Moesa back for next season. Get on. I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so moving on to Ticketgate, the the whole saga that ensued over the last week. So I think from what we can remember, the game was initially meant to be just a league game against Guildford, and then once Glasgow made massive semis it was changed to a cup game which was a little bit awkward because 
the league game was meant to be a bringing buddy night, so we'd already got that sorted. Um, I'm sure many other people had already got the tickets, so that obviously wasn't going to be honoured anymore. And I can't, I, I can't remember what the Brig of Buddy Night got moved to. It's like a Wednesday in February or something. Aye, like that. something like that. Anyway, so that was a bit annoying. They put up the tickets for sale to season ticket holders initially, so I think it was the same as like their last Challenge Cup games: ten pounds for adults, five pounds for kids. So pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah, good value. I'm assuming they must have like notified like season ticket holders first that like, you get first dibs and they had like a deadline of the Tuesday before the game. Yep. Which I think probably most people would be looking at that thinking possibly cutting it a little bit fine. But fair that's, that's the deadline they set. Yeah. And then on the Sunday before that sun it was Sunday, wasn't it? Yep. Sunday before that at like Nine o'clock at night, they put out a statement basically saying they're, they're, they're kind of uptaking season tickets uh, holders' seats has slowed down. There's a lot of demand. Tickets are no, now going on general sale, essentially. So basically, season ticket holders who hadn't bought their tickets yet, their tickets, their seats were released to, without, without giving them warning. Without giving them warning. Uh-huh. So really, kind of made probably two big faux pas. Is firstly. They'd put the season ticket deadline probably a bit later than what it should have been. You know, three days before the actual puck drop, you know, probably was generous to the season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. But that was the deadline they set. Then the next one, obviously, was the not giving any notice and just putting them up for sale. For me, we though the bottom seats, so I guess the blow is not quite as uh, hard as other people have maybe felt it because they've lost their season tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, as we did say, someone ended up sitting on our seats, which was frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll mention that again. And, yeah, to me, it was a bit of poor practice from the clan, if we're being honest with you. I kind of understand maybe the ticket updates being slow, but you'd think the logical thing to say would have been send it, to send out an email saying, look, tickets have updates been slow, we're going to pull it forward 24 hours to allow the seats to be sold. Yeah. And most people would understand that, I think. There'd obviously still be people annoyed, but at least they've given a bit of forewarning to it. Do it, but to just put them on put them on sale and send them out saying, "I oh, just let you know if not got your ticket in time, so your tickets in sale." That wasn't the greatest look from the clan. It just even and it didn't look well thought out. I think it it was like it was it was the famous Lemmy sketch where it's like or the Lemmy saying where he goes, "Don't back down, double down." Yeah. So you had people complaining, copy and paste tweets back to them. Then the clan, you're thinking. I think people genuinely when you look online and stuff like that, people are thinking, oh, all they're going to do is do a hollow apology. And let's be real, they didn't really apologise. They just came out and said, it is what it is, we'll bear it in mind for future. I don't know, I, I don't think the clan organisation covered themselves in glory in that one. For us, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I think they made a couple of faux pas. But I think for other folk, this was just a compounding effect of probably 19 other decisions over the course of multiple seasons that maybe they've been following where the clan have made these similar faux pas and maybe some people see it as disrespectful to the, the season ticket holders, you know, and people are paying, you know, pretty much 400 quid plus a year for it. Mm-hmm. Well, th- well, this is kind of season ticket gate, the second coming, because was it not last season they tried to change, like, the uh, price, what do you call it, categories? Oh yeah, oh, yeah there was the price categories that they changed, didn't and didn't really and didn't, didn't um, 
yeah, didn't sound down at any comms or anything like that. It kind of it seemed like it was getting done sneaky sneakily. The thing I think I'd seen online as well is people somebody I'm sure I saw they tried to buy their season ticket seat on the Friday, so that was two days before the like announcement and they couldn't buy it. So people were like hypothesizing, has it just been like a an admin error that they've set the cut off a couple of days earlier by accident, which I think if that was the case, like you would just say like that's just been a genuine, genuine human error. Please, like, contact us and we'll try and help. We'll try and help. Uh, but I, I think if they'd done that, that would have a lot of people would m- maybe been frustrated, but kind of accepted it. But if if this was just a bit of a cover up, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit short sighted. For me, I don't think they cover themselves in glory with the whole thing. I think also, I also think sometimes I feel like some fans have maybe went. OTT on the other side, you know, whether they've seen, you know, with I say their fans, I don't know, burner accounts targeting employees and all this kind of stuff. Oh, that's shocking. It may be a bit too much. And, you know, claims of compensation, I don't know. It soon just go down. I understand the clan, you know, can't really go down that route because it just opens up the, the floodgates for everybody else to start kind of having a go about that. But I don't really know what the winning situation was. Probably to start, probably would have been an apology mm-hmm. or something to those lines. But it is what it is. Um, do, do, I do wonder, did the clan have like a PR team on retainer? Guessing no, <laughs> given the last couple of years. It just yeah. feels a bit strange, like an, or, an organisation of their size would, wouldn't have that. Potentially that's something I'm going to look at. Yeah. Um, I think that's the bit where I'm trying to give a bit of breathing space because, look... I think as much as some people online would love there to be like a complete backroom clear out, you know, the practicalities of that don't really work out and it might be the previous owner had shackles on people and all this different stuff. So this year was, you know, designed to be a bit of breathing space, let let's see what they can do. So this probably wasn't one that was exactly a great look for them, but look, we're just gonna have to move on from it but yeah it wasn't a great look I think I've seen quite a lot of people having quite damning comments of you know this is it I'm over one that's sent me over the edge season tickets not being renewed and for me I'm not going to call that an overreaction because it's not because there's obviously people that supported the clan a lot longer than us and have been through a lot more than us I mean sounds like we joined at peak peak worst time probably but <laughs> um, so we've started from a bit pretty low bar we joined at um Kick your dog era. Yeah, and so I can understand why people would feel like that if you've been through multiple seasons of feeling like you're getting taken advantage of or not treated with respect. I kind of get that. I think one of the things that was leaning off the back of that and I thought was quite funny is like when we're reading comments about that, there's loads of people saying, uh, you know, this this wouldn't happen. Like, I've been a fan since day one. I've been a fan since the Fitzy era. All this kind of stuff. And I went, what are we? That's what I'm saying, kick your dog era. I know, we're, we're from the Malcolm Cammy. The Cammy era. The Cammy, the Malky Puck era. The Malky Puck era. Oh, oh gosh. I know, that's, and that's what we've got to live with. That's, that's our tagline. <laughs> that's our legacy. We're, we're from the Malky Puck era. Like, how bad is that? That's poor. I sometimes do miss Malcolm Cameron and the, the interviews. I'll be honest. Anyway, anyway it was quite funny. Moving, moving swiftly on from that. But speaking of Malcolm Cameron, what I did think funny, if memory serves me, was... There was a was it Sheffield or something who were up for one of the matches. Belfast. Belfast, and they were singing. What was it? He kicked your sister. No. He kissed your sister. He kicked the dog. That's a bit of a different song. If he kicked your sister, he kicked, yeah. 
So for me, I did laugh at that, I but I, I did. I did wonder what do all these fans that you know maybe come for a one-off match or have just got a season ticket now without seeing Malcolm Palmer before. What were they thinking when they heard that song? Yeah, surely they must have been going. No, surely they're not saying that. We are kind of. I think as well, the Callan have been kind of a laughing stock like the last couple of years of the league, which is a bit embarrassing. Obviously, last year and everything that went on, which we won't get into. But uh, I know there's this ticket gate and everything else. Yeah. So anyway, that that was a bit of a. Anyway, moving on from ticket moving gate. On. So uh, just going to kind of finish it off. We obviously had Clan doing some new merch drops, new bobble hats, and all snapbacks and all this kind of stuff. The warrior stuff. I love the warrior stuff they put out, but. I don't know what it is. There seem to be these limited runs that are so limited that if you don't get to the the merch booth before the game starts, you're snookered. I just go, sure they're shooting themselves in the foot by not having enough stuff that at least people go into the first game you put them in sale can buy them. The other thing that kind of frustrates me is when they don't have your size and then they say check online and you're like, I don't want to pay £6.50 for a t-shirt postage. Um, but I could go on a rant about postage. I mean, I think... I think you know, if they can get a volunteer to help out with like the merch stand on match nights, surely that could just be their game. Is like their game, their gig would be uh, manning a click and collect stand. Yeah, I think that'd be a great way of streamlining it and allowing some of the people that maybe saving in the queues because the queues when it's busy are massive. Like we, wait. oh yeah, see, I did. But and I do sometimes feel sorry for the team behind there because they're kind of struggling to keep up with the folk yeah. in the queue, and that's you no, know, they're working the hardest but sometimes you're, you're missing into the period and things like mm-hmm. that and I, maybe I can collect I get they're saying this if it's a click of the button doing that I don't know how easy that is to implement but that could be a good shout but they had but on the positive side is there's a demand for these products like the bobble hats that sold out really quickly like they had the Highland Cow on them and things like that the mm-hmm. Warrior gear a lot of the sizes were sold out you just kind of go you know they're maybe missing a trick and getting some more income into the club and whilst it sounds like I'm complaining selfishly I'm going if we get more income into the club we get better players, we play better, and everyone's happier. This is going for a guy who just wanted these limited edition Warrior Hockey Dogs. So the two things, messages we want to give to Mickey today <laughs> is reach in your pocket, fix the goal pegs. There must be a solution out there. I don't know. Do something, please. And also get a click and collect stand. Boom. There you go, Mickey. Or Murph, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that, we saw the clan had moved into clan TikTok. Now, this is something we've been passionate about for the clan since we started this podcast, as they've been missing a trick with TikToks, and it's nice to see them finally getting on trend with doing different kind of funny videos. You know, what was mm-hmm. it pronouncing names of Scottish places? Which, I'm sorry, but some of the Scottish uh, players that can't pronounce Echo Fekin and Mulgai, that was it, Mulgai. That is terrible. I I understand Mogai, right? Because I remember I, I first started my you know my first proper adult job, and one of the first things I had to do was phone like phone a whole a list of places, right? And I phoned up and you know where you go, hello, is this blah blah blah? And this place was called Mogai whatever, and I was like, hello, is that Milngavie blah blah blah? <laughs> and I remember just the off, and you know where you just go, I'm about to get the best out of me, and that happened. So I will never forget it, but. I went till I was about 22, not knowing how to say Mogai. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, that that was good. I I see that like a Cardiff, they're quite good on the old ticky talkies. Dundee are very good actually. They do kind of similar things when it's like players going on off ice for practice. It'll be like, what's your favourite bar of British chocolate or whatever. Uh, but like I think those silly little videos like they do drive engagement. Yeah, I think it makes you um, see them more as humans and stuff like that and gets you bought into the team, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, or just players with a number on the back. I do like them, but the Oh sorry, just just when I was talking about Cardiff there, they've done they've obviously got their TikToks, but then they've also been doing like a I can't even remember what the series is called. Let's say Inside the Devils. Probably not that. But it's really well done. It's like one guy who's like doing the full thing. Write the team tune, thing the team tune, that sort of thing. <laughs> he's 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 like um, filmed it, produced it, edited it. But it's like really good quality. So I'd love to see something like that at the clan in the future. Yeah, I, I watched that as well. I watched one of the episodes. It's one of those things where I was like, I'm not fussed about watching this. And before you know it, you're sitting on the couch for 40 minutes later watching like five episodes in. Like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'm a bit bothered about this. But it'd be great if the clan could do something similar. The one thing they haven't got with TikToks is the hockey wags. Although they yeah. seem to have died off my algorithm recently. I don't know what's I know, happening I, there. I've now got um, Samantha. She's back uh, from Nottingham. Oh. Yeah. To be fair, the wee Belfast were going, the, the guy's wife that was there, he could have been binned off and sent back to Canada or whatever it is he was from. Uh, please put respect on her name. Her name is Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've fallen off my radar yeah we, we still want some uh, clan wags so any of the clan wags please make a tiktok I don't know. <laughs> is that the third thing for mickey what <laughs> to get clan, sponsor the clan wags tiktok yeah i, I, I mean just say just saying that um jackie from belfast i think i think there's some like money in it like influencer type lifestyle in it because I'm sure that all the places she goes to in Belfast that she just wants to like check out the food scene they're definitely paying her to go there so I'm just saying you could get a free dinner out of it just yeah saying. that's a fair point that's a fair point so uh, I think we've covered off a whole load of things <laughs> Sorry. so yeah I think we've covered off a fair few things a wee bit rusty maybe but we're back in the saddle ready to go more podcasts in the, coming soon. Um, we've got a few things to talk about. We were in the Clansman Lounge not long ago. We also need to catch up with someone who went to the Own and Loan mm-hmm. handover um, mm-hmm. on our behalf. So we've got a few things coming out over the next few weeks, hopefully. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you're having a good time. Hope you had a good New Year, good Christmas. And we'll see you next time. See you soon.